This one's called Coeen. Okay, that sounds like it's meant to be. High Mystery. You and your friends are gathered around to watch your weekly TV night. You've got all the best shows lined up, and you can't wait to have this great time with friends. Awesome. You turn on the tube, the surround sound is rocking, everybody's laughing and yucking it up to the show, <laughs> and all of a sudden a little bit of fuzz cuts in. Who oh. <laughs> let the record skip? The TV goes to that weird static that maybe you young kids haven't even seen before. Right. It's just <laughs> Looks like a million ants across the screen. And then all of a sudden, the screen comes back up and it's from a perspective behind you and your friends. What? You see on the TV, you and your friends enjoying the TV. What in the world is going on? It must be time for another episode of High Mystery. Mystery. That's the podcast where we smoke weed and we talk about the mysteries of our universe. Today will not be the exception to that rule. I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. Today we're going to smoke weed. We're going to talk about mysteries. But first, we're going to talk about that weed we're smoking. I've got some of one of my new favorite brands, which is Union Electric. Uh, it's pretty simple weed, but it's really nice every time. Their uh, little slogan is premium flower fairly priced. I, I would think, agree. Yeah, I think it's true. Uh, this is their Rolls Choice Sativa. It's at 28.91% THC, and it's only $30 an eighth. I paid $170 for the ounce, which I think is like a steal, uh, and that's a really high THC percentage, so solid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've got this... Uh, oh, oh, I forgot to say. So, go on, A please. high hemp hydrolimonade wrap. Okay. I know everybody's gotten used to my pineapple paradise, but they have gone up in price due to popularity. I it's almost like $10 more per pack to get the pineapple paradise. And I like the hydro lemonade just fine. So that is my new go-to. Anyway. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> like when you go on an amazing hike or something, or you go to a beautiful camping spot and you like promote it, you talk oh, about yeah. it. And then like next year you can't even go because there's too so many crowded. people. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking of about our dispensary the other day, where I was like, I want to tell people this dispensary is great, but also I don't want anyone else to go there. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's all our doing. We talked about the Pineapple Paradise High Hems. People are buying them now. We talked about <laughs> our dispensary. People are going there now. I hope we can take that kind of credit. But... I'll, I'll take it. All right. <laughs> sure. Fair enough. I think the only fair thing is that... The high hemp wrap should just give you an, a you know a lifetime supply since you have increased sales so much. That makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what's up, high hemp? You know, let me know. We know you're listening. Let me know if you do honorable business. <laughs> let me know if you do honorable business or if you're you know shady. Right? Are you just a, a corporate conglomerate who doesn't care, or are you? You know, a real human business who cares about real humans. <laughs> I feel like I should have done my, like, uh, mouth stretches before this episode. Yeah, you should have. Yeah, believable business. Mm. Mm, whatever it was. Honorable business. That's the word. <laughs> uh, I've got this uh, evidence 
brand from Mendo Perps. Mendo Perps. I think that's either Mendo Perps is the brand or it's the strain or Amazon. Look at this guy. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, a. <laughs> It's <laughs> got your 22% TAC. That's what you're looking for. Yeah. I'm going to say Mendo Perps is the name of the weed and Evidence is the name of the brand. Okay. All right. Well, since, since you both weighed in, I, I figure well, I Well, Evidence well. is, it says at Evidence uh, on like Instagram, at Evidence Bag. So I think. Well, yeah, that, that's like if you want to check out their social their brand. media's page. Yeah. 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 It's evidence.com. Yeah. Yeah. At evidence bag. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely the brand. Cool. Mendo Perps is the strain. I got it right the first try. <laughs> We're all proud of you, kid. Uh, yeah. So 22% C, uh, THC and um, 0.012% CB Delta. So that's what we're smoking. Please let us know what you're smoking alongside this episode. If you want to hit us up on YouTube, there's plenty of places you can comment. You can find us on Insta. You know. Would it be Kappa Beta Delta or what do they use for? For, uh, for, for Navy, it'd be Charlie, Charlie. Uh, Bravo Delta. Bravo Delta. That's, the yeah. that's standard across the military, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. That's Alpha Navy. Bravo. Or that's the military, but the military and uh, like police have different uh, ones. Oh, really? Yeah, I was. I found that out whenever I was doing mine, and they're like, "No." Well, go figure. <laughs> I didn't know. I'm uh, smoking on the sticky stub. Oh, I didn't realize Tristan hadn't told us his yet. I mean, it's the same thing <laughs> that I've been smoking for the last like month. So it's the sure. Sleepwalker. It's got the THC of twenty one point one zero two. No CBD. This is going to be my last week on these guys because this pack came with the 10 minis and they're finally gone. They're going to be gone. <laughs> Sleepwalker is a very famous instrumental song if you want to check that out. Yeah. You've heard check it before. It. Yeah. Check, 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 check it out while we touch tips and light these blunts. Please smoke up alongside us or get high in any way you can, even if it's just on life. If you're watching live on the Twitches, Bump, bump it onto the, the computer camera. <laughs> it's almost like you were there. Yeah, it's like you're touching tips with Rob. If you're listening to this only, <laughs> just uh, imagine it with your mind's eye that you're here with us touching tips. <laughs> Today is another episode of T-Bird Turner's Totally Tubular TV Theories Special Edition episode. And also Are movies? they all special? Yeah, and also movies. <laughs> there's, um, there's no movies this episode. We're focused in. If you heard my last episode of Tubular TV Theories, then you know that this is a continuation from that episode. Yeah, we only get the vroom vroom when there's movies involved. Exactly, yeah. This isn't the whole package today. It's just, you know, it's a continuation. Just a single vroom. It's like an epilogue, if you will, you know. Oh, uh, the thing that, yeah, the capper. Exactly. Yeah, yeah the yeah, little yeah. dessert dish. <laughs> and, yet <laughs> it's its, and yet it's its whole own, you know, oh, saga. So it's, it's like a dessert course. Sure, yeah. Oh, <laughs> a dessert flight. If yes, yeah, if wow. you will, yeah. There's multiple courses. Oh, wow. <laughs> so this is T-Bird Turner's Totally Tubular TV Theories. Also movies, special edition. No movies. The Origins of Courage, the Cowardly Dog. Yay! Yeah. We briefly touched this. We we petted Courage earlier in a previous message, but I'm I'm excited to 
get down, play with him, you know, toss the ball around, give him some belly rubs. Sure. You know, Courage is a good boy. He deserves all those things. He does. If you're not aware, Courage is a Cowardly Dog TV show cartoon came on Cartoon Network in like the early 2000s. Basically, Courage is a little purple dog who lives with a older woman, an older man. One is very crotchety, the other is very sweet. Guess and, which one's crotchety? Yeah, right? The old man. And they seem to constantly get themselves into situations. But obliviously, like they're not aware yeah. of like how detrimental the situation is. Or... But there's this horrible evil presence seems to constantly be looming around their home. Really? And uh, yeah, that's the basis of I mean, the show. I mean, probably built on an Indian burial grave just because like... That's all the things. Yeah, if we're subscribing to... Sorry, Native American, Indigenous peoples. <laughs> First Nations. Yeah. <laughs> One of those, yes. Uh, what was I going to say? If we're subscribing to the old folklore from... Uh, Poltergeist? The, yeah, Poltergeist or movies like... Uh, Poltergeist 2? Animals. <laughs> Pet Cemetery. Oh, Pet Cemetery. Uh, <laughs> You don't want to go it's down like that Animal road. House. <laughs> I should have just quoted, you don't want to go down that road. <laughs> You'd know exactly what I was talking about then. Uh, why did I start mentioning things like poultry? Because it's uh, oh, yeah. evil if, presence in the house. Right. Whatever the case, the TV show depicts them constantly dealing with evil forces which come to them and courage saves the day over and over and over again because he's a good boy. <laughs> so, Could be ley lines. Could be many things. So, like, he's dealing with ghosts and goblins and spooky stuff? Aliens. 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 So, I mean, oh, they just show up to this house on a pretty regular average basis. Most often for the the residents. And he has to... It's and like the Tom and Jerry thing where Courage has to save the baby. Oh, okay. But he's saving his owners without them like knowing just, that they're being saved. Just for instance, a couple episodes I watched today. One is uh, Courage and the Old Man go to a diner where a nefarious looking pig is serving burgers, which is already kind of weird. Okay, so it's not just at the house. It's in this town that they sure. go to. Basically a presence is either it is anywhere that the owners go. So but maybe or the dog. To owners. <laughs> or the dog, yeah. Because it seems to be only the dog that's dealing with this. Whatever the case, it's a fictional TV show. So <laughs> right, well, you said it was based <laughs> off of reality. And I, I'm also yeah. like trying to, because I've never seen an episode, so I'm just trying to... You're missing out so much, dude. There's like an alien duck at one point who like speaks French. It's a good show. It's a very good show. And uh, it also like markets scariness to kids, which... Depending on your prerogative, I think kids should get scared sometimes, you know. But so also this the moral like, is, like, you push through that. Like, yeah. yeah, you get scared sometimes, but you got to step up to save the ones you love. Sure. What so is this, ask? like, a scary in the sense, like, Scooby-Doo is scary? I think it's a, or step, more so. a step up. Like, uh -huh. you could, if you were a kid watching this, you could be legitimately scared by a lot of the different characters on there. They're very, like, off-putting and creepy. In the same way that Rocco's Modern Life used to push the boundaries on, like, how disgusting things uh, could get, so, like, this, th this pushes of... the bounds of, like, actual scariness. And so. with Scooby-Doo, it's always revealed that it was, oh, old Mr. Johnson trying to scare people away because he... Yeah. No, these are legitimate demonic beings or oh, something, wow. sort of, that have come out of the world after these people. Anyway, that's the TV show. We're talking about a theory that there is a real-world existing story that courage is based off of. 
And so one of those stories involves a home in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Which is a hilarious name. And a real town. <laughs> I had to look it up on Google Maps. That, that but, is, yeah, I've actually heard that yeah. in, a, in a book. I read it in a book. Recently. Oh, are you reading the books. Yeah, it's, <laughs> so, it's very true. So anyway, there's a home in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, which was the location of a kidnapping and a double homicide. That's the first story that it's based off of, which is unverified. Another story is that there is an old couple in the middle of nowhere, New Mexico, who witnessed many strange things, and after reported seeing a skinwalker, they disappeared under strange circumstances, and only their dog was found. I mean, that definitely sounds more relatable to the story than the first one. Sure. This is also unverified. But it made the rounds on the internet with a picture of a home that looks very similar to the home that's depicted in the mm-hmm. cartoon. And so it has caught like a little bit of fire. But so, it's also like very atypical, you know, farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. And there are 100% like houses that look just like the house in the, t- in the cartoon. So yeah. you could find a handful of them probably. So these are two unrelated stories? These are just like your warm-ups. These are your aperitifs, if you will. But yeah, yeah. But these are like, so in one town, Truth of Consequences, New Mexico, there's a double homicide. Yeah. In another supposedly. town in New Mexico, middle of nowhere, right. yeah. there's this skinwalker possible sighting that a disappearance. And I want to be clear, these, people leave. these are just two of the stories that are told as the real story for Courage the Cowardly Dog. But are that these are real stories? Oh, we don't... Unverified. Okay, we don't have, like, names, dates, but places, but... we do have this next story, the real story, okay. which is indeed verified. We know these people existed. Whether or not this is the actual inspiration for the show, mm-hmm. you know, that's for our listeners to decide, I suppose. But... It's very similar. A lot of the stuff comes from it. Well, I feel like we'll be working with Adult Swim at some point, so we'll <laughs> have to just ask the Courage the Cowardly Dog yeah. people and be like, what's the deal? Once we meet show creators, we'll, we'll talk to them about it. Mm-hmm. So here's the story. In 1957, in Kern Place, a historic neighborhood in El Paso, Texas, right by the New Mexican border, there was a couple. A 52-year-old named William, who was described as not the nicest person. Okay. (laughs) And a 42-year-old named Margaret, who was described as warm, friendly, caring, and petite. They also had a pet, a cat named Tommy. Oh. (laughs) I don't know why they should. I mean, I guess they were just like, oh, scaredy cat. That's too, like, overdone. We got to. Maybe, yeah. Courage the Cowardly Cat. Sounds better. More, yeah, it sounds more illiterate. <laughs> sounds right. Right? And it's like, you know, the cat is breaking the stereotype that they're supposed to be scaredy cats. You know, he yeah. he is scared, but he's like, yeah, even more so over. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> I, I feel like the animators just couldn't draw a cat. You guys. <laughs> you said yourselves like two minutes ago, we're going to meet these creators True. at some point. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'm straight up. I'll be like, guys. Why didn't you Why go with not the cat? cat. <laughs> I'll be like, guys, I'll be the first to admit I can't draw cats all that well. Well, anyways, <laughs> the cat is just one element to this story. So let's get to know the Pattersons. Maybe Courage was a cat, but then at some point got turned into a dog. Ah, that's true. It could be. I mean, there was a lot of, like, mystical shit happening mm-hmm. to this family. This guy's name is Bill Patterson? 
William. Yeah, okay. William Patterson. William! I feel like there's a very famous Bill Patterson. Are you I thinking of like wrong. Bill Paxton, maybe? Bill pa- <laughs> there, yeah, I could be thinking of Bill Paxton or Bill Pullman. <laughs> <laughs> Both great. Yeah. You know? uh, I prefer Bill Pullman personally. Just oh. Because he's got the Spaceballs bump, you know? Oh, okay. And I've watched Spaceballs 10 million times, approximately. I don't know. I like uh, I like Bill Paxton and Aliens. Oh, yeah, game definitely. over, man. Game, game over, over, man. Game what over. What are we going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> he improvised that line. And it was genius. It worked That's out That's right. why it was kept. Yeah. Bill, Bill Patterson is also a Scottish actor and commentator. Okay. It's that guy. Right. William Patterson. Oh, he said some stuff. Sense. Yeah. Anyway, we're talking about William Patterson yes. from 1947. I think that's the year. I oh, said. 1947. That's a good year. 1957. Terrible year. Oh no! <laughs> I tried. I tried. Okay. So either way, these are all happening in and around like New Mexico. So right. We have at least a centralized location that most likely this is where it's from. This is El Paso, Texas, on the border of okay. New Mexico, but yeah, New pa- New Mexico esque. Yeah, they owned a business together, Patterson Photo Supply, and were well known in their community. William had a boat, a Cadillac, property in Mexico, and several stocks. Dang baller over here. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's why he's got that El Paso money. <laughs> he's got that El Paso property. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's that's the. I would think El Paso is better than Truth and Consequences, New Mexico. <laughs> I mean, I would assume there's. I mean, whether it's better or not, I guess it depends. I mean, there's. You've got you know your boroughs. I would imagine there are more commerce and business opportunities. Sure. For sure. Yeah, the Foo Fighters will be going through El Paso. I don't know if they're going to be going through Truth and Consequences. I mean, that, that's how you really determine the, the worth of a place. Whether or not the Foo Fighters are going to <laughs> How often have the Foo Fighters visited your town? <laughs> I don't know, man. That's a good question. <laughs> it's a very good question. Where do you rank on the Foo Fighters scale? <laughs> <laughs> the Pattersons were last seen March 5th when a neighbor brought over some Girl Scout cookies. The neighbor, Jerry Cash... Mm. felt unwelcome and left quickly, describing Margaret as seeming upset and William as being unhappy with Jerry's presence. Well, yeah, they didn't bring Thin Mints. They brought every other Girl Scout cookies but <laughs> the Thin Mints. I mean, if you got the Samoas, then you're, that you're set. To each their own. I prefer a frozen <laughs> Thin Mint. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love a Samoa. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, if you're bringing Girl Scout cookies, yeah, I'll get the box of Samoa, but oh, you have don't have the Thin Mints. It was all tag-alongs. <laughs> <laughs> He's flipping tables. <laughs> what the hell am I supposed to do with cookies? Plain cookies! <laughs> it's my cheat day. I want to hear you give me the ones I need. Shortbread! Just <laughs> 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 like punching the boxes. <laughs> anyway, so that's, that's the last that they're seen. They disappear after that. So leading up to the disappearance. How trustworthy is this cash guy? This cash money dude. Uh, it's actually a woman. A woman. Jerry Cash. Jerry Girl Scout. Excuse, I mean, we don't know who Jerry became. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she sees them together and then leaves. So yeah. it's, I mean, Jerry Cash sounds like the name of somebody you go to in your musical when you like need to save the rec center or something. <laughs> Don't worry, I know somebody. We'll talk to Jerry Cash. 
<laughs> but I don't think she's a, a suspect in this. Okay. Um, I mean, it's a little girl. A nice neighbor. Yeah, no, I, my assumption is it's the mom of a kid. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean. I was just assuming she's going door to door as kids are, because kids do when you're selling girls. You know, cookies. you're. It's just as plausible, especially 1957. I mean, yeah, if it doesn't say her age, then for sure. Yeah, well, it could be. it's just definitely. Uh, yeah, it I, could be a little girl. It could be the mom of the girl too. This is the height height of suburbia. Yeah. So, I mean, I just assume 57, nobody's worried about disappearances and crime. Well, the plot gets thicker. Oh, no. Leading up to their disappearance, friends of the couple had dinner with the Pattersons, who made no mentions of traveling and actually made plans for later in the week together. Okay. The friends, the Wards, owned an automotive business, and when Cecil Ward opened for business on the 6th, the following day, March 6th, 1957, William Patterson's Cadillac was in his driveway. And the wards, how, how are they as people? Because if William is crotchety and not very nice, like, who are these friends? <laughs> well, I mean, you could be crotchety and still have friends, you know? I mean, you could be crotchety to, like, people you don't necessarily keep in your circle. Okay. You can get a reputation for it without... No, I'm still having friends. friends. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> and also, maybe they're more like Margaret's friends. True. And he's kind of like, yeah, yeah, I'll be in after I cook these steaks. Get a beer or whatever. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Pour me a shot of whiskey. Exactly. <laughs> or bourbon. <laughs> well, they seem like pretty, you know, stand-up people. And you'll see why I say that in a second. <laughs> yeah. The wards <coughs> are pretty good people, you're saying? Or, okay. Not the Pattersons. Uh, well, where it's unknown. The Patterson seem all right so far okay. at this point. They just had, you know, they yelled at each other in front of a Girl Scout. Well, we, we don't know that. <laughs> We're just assuming at this point, but that sounds like what happened. She at least was not her normal self and where she wasn't, like, happy or bubbly. Or yeah. Like... They didn't buy any Girl Scout cookies, I assume. <laughs> it says she was dropping off. Oh, so they already purchased. Yeah, exactly. I assume they were already. Well, then how could they not be happy getting the box right there? That's what I'm saying. Unless there was a mix-up and there wasn't. Okay, so many things could be. We'll get into those theories. You brought me cookies, but you knocked over the milk that was on my front porch. Milkman's not going to be here for a week. Right. And Margaret's like, the milkman comes by every day. Hell. And that's when he got really angry. Um, anyway, okay, so we're with Cecil Ward at this point. He comes to his office, and the Cadillac's in his driveway. Okay. At the office, <clears throat> his driveway, or at, at his house? At, at his automotive, okay. uh, whatever. So it's probably not crazy that there are cars there. Mm -hmm. And it might have made some semblance of sense that somebody in the community would have their car turn up there. But whatever the case, he was like, what? So he asked this guy, remember this name, Doyle Kirkland, Doyle's. Patterson's competitor and close business friend, why he, meaning Doyle Kirkland, had possession of the vehicle. Right, because if he's going to go to someone, he's definitely not going to take it to his rival. Right. So uh, he, apparently, Doyle Kirkland brushed it off. Kirkland said he had helped William with his boat the night before, and he was going on a trip. Yeah, he did when he tossed William's body into the lake or whatever. 
Uh, Ward became suspicious and called the police. It was soon discovered Martha's fur coat and other expensive clothing items had been left at the cleaners. Their home was found messy and in disarray with a stack full of dishes and described by the police as being devoid of life. Friends of the couple would tell police that they went on an extended vacation in Florida and had sent instructions to distribute their assets and property amongst their friends, family, and employees. This, cool. So there was a bunch of dishes, but void <laughs> of life? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. If there's dishes, that means someone was eating stuff and making dishes, right? Sure, but I guess it's the difference between, like, uh, like someone like the presence of like feeling like someone had been there recently exactly, exactly. so like it must have felt really empty in the sense of like no lights are on you know maybe the bed's perfectly made i don't know what made them say that but that's what they said it felt okay. devoid of life in their house and then you were saying that a letter came to their friends dividing up the property this is reported from friends okay. and it doesn't outline specifically who said it but my money's on doyle kirkland <laughs> but friends of the couple told police they went on an extended vacation in florida what did the ward say because they're their closest friends right they're the ones who have dinner with them and they actually made plans for later in the week together yeah. So the wards are like, they didn't say anything about going on vacation. And they didn't give us any of their property. Yeah. So <laughs> it's pretty weird. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, Patricia, or Patricia, that's not her name. Margaret and William are uh, pretty popular in town. So who's to say how many friends? True. You know, maybe they just didn't even think about it. You know, there's plenty of times where you make plans and you just don't think about telling one of your circle or what have you. Yeah. So maybe it just never came up. Hard to say. I mean, uh, if you're making other plans, though, that conflict with... Sure. You know. Yeah, like, you're not going to make a dinner party date for Sunday if you're supposed to be getting on a boat to Florida. Even if you're not going to tell them about you going to Florida. Right, yeah. Who knows? We'll see. There's more to this couple than meets the eye, for sure. Uh, apparently, they sent the instructions back, like I said, to have things to divvied up. And all that was considered highly suspicious. Well, yeah, like, why not be like, sell it, send us the money, or like, you know, why jump to just be like, yo, you guys keep it, we're going to go to Florida, you guys <laughs> keep it, it's fine. Exactly, it makes no sense. Like, why would you divvy up your assets if unless you knew you were about to die, or like you were, you know, it's, yeah. it, it's, it's a tough one, for sure. And you would have to be insanely rich to just give away that kind of, you're just giving away your life, essentially. So, yeah. Maybe they became, weird. like, super enlightened, and they were like, oh, we don't need these physical possessions uh, anymore. We're going to Venezuela to live on a beet farm. Yes. <laughs> there's a guru there that will teach us how to open our third eye. Well, there's more about Margaret and William. Oh. The couple was secretive. Secretive, I say! They're part of the school... Golden crossbones. <laughs> Apparently, Margaret never told friends her birthday, which everybody thought was really weird. I mean, I don't tell people my birthday. Yeah, but I know everyone thinks that's yeah. weird. Yeah. Uh, also, <laughs> to my disdain. 
Also, Tristan's correct. Everyone thinks that's weird. And we're sure. all like wondering if you're going to have to like go to a therapist and work through it. <laughs> and then like maybe we can Guys, celebrate. I'll just disappear one day, leave a note saying, do my possessions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off in Florida. Oh boy, you just really made it easy for somebody to make you disappear. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Try not to get murdered, bro. Come at me, bro. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, William reportedly had a mistress in Mexico. Oh. Yeah, so that opens up a whole Was he going to Mexico a bunch or like a mistress, like a pen pal? Like they would just write letters to each other? They must have gone to Mexico regularly. It said that he he had property in Mexico. Oh, okay. So So they checked, I assume, they checked all these properties once they went missing. Especially the... Yeah, especially the Mexico property because... uh, Sounds like that's where he went. <laughs> I mean, the mistress in Mexico was questioned by police pretty heavily, and they found no evidence of foul play with her or whatever. Yeah. Well, so, no foul play, but maybe she's like, he's like in the, the sofa cushion or something. Yeah, I'm just assuming <laughs> sure. he's in the basement of his own place. Like, just tell him you haven't seen me. Maybe. I mean, that could. that's certainly one of the theories. We had that one mystery. Where, or was that one we talked about? I'm not sure. Where there was the French guy who murdered his entire family and then just absconded. No, yeah, I don't think. We, maybe we did. Oh, it's so hard to remember. I'm pretty sure we watched it on TV. I know I, I know the mystery. Yeah, so. anyway, uh, you know, it could be a situation like that where he killed Margaret and then ran away. Who knows? Yeah. Who's to say? There's as many theories about this as anything else, you know? I got to uh, assume if 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 the house in Mexico was sold to somebody and nobody that he knows is living there, then it's probably safe to say he dead. Um, <laughs> where's this cat? I haven't heard anything about this cat. Where's I'm assuming Kirsch, it was the cat, or the cat. I'm assuming it was at the house when they... You know, came Just and, left and nobody was there. Purge, the cowardly cat. Oh. I guess so. I mean, wow. There's so many different explanations. Uh, you, there's all kinds of different reasons you could be leaving your pets behind. Because maybe they went crazy. Because there's that thing where like cats step in the litter box and then they step on your face and you go crazy or whatever. <laughs> they lick yeah. the butter. You go crazy. Is that it? No. I don't know about licking oh, butter. <laughs> Something about like the. The ammonia feet, or the fecal matter or something is in the litter I've box and they like step on it. And and they scratch like, you? You can get like, go crazy. You can like, I don't know exact, the exact term for it. Cat lady crazy? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've heard that before as well. I don't know if it's How legit or not. Yeah. yeah, but I've definitely heard that before that you can pick up certain diseases from your cat's kitty litter. If they just, if you it's know, like not changed regularly. Exactly, yeah. If they're like stepping on their own poop and then climbing out of it. You know, you never see that in the uh, kitty litter commercials, like fresh steps or something like that. Like, it'll make you not go crazy. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Guaranteed to stop all crazy causing bacteria. Well, maybe they can't make that claim yet. They right? They yeah, don't get fresh steps. <laughs> yeah, right, seriously. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that concludes the kitty litter portion of our show. Uh, apparently, Margaret's parents did not approve of William and forced their daughter to choose, leading oh. to estrangement. So, Did she have any of her own money, or was it all William's? Good question. I mean, it's 1957. I'm yeah. going to assume... That it's very patriarchal and he made the money. Mm-hmm. But I honestly have no idea. 
Yeah. Uh, and maybe that's my own patriarchal nonsense, assuming. I mean, it's 1957. <laughs> it was still hard for women to, you know, necessarily find work that yeah. wasn't like it's, secretary. It's literally at a time in America where the gigantic workforce of women that were called on during World War II, right after that, they were all told to go back home, basically, yeah. after they had learned these trades and all this stuff. So, not a great time for women to stand on their own two feet in do the U.S. Her, do her parents give reasons why they didn't like him? Like, he was a crotchety old man or whatever? I'm not sure. Yeah, no, I didn't find anything more specific on that. So. They just didn't like him. Yeah, I guess so. To the point where they're like, him or us. Yeah, exactly. They must have really not liked him. You know, that's... But also, at the same time, it's 1957. It might have been that he, like, listened to jazz records. True. And they were like, this guy is the devil! <laughs> you know, so, who's to say? Uh, on March 15th, the couple's accountant, Herbert Roth, received a telegram from a W.H. Patterson... William's middle name was Duncan, by the way. <laughs> it gave instructions to sell their mobile home to support the photo business while renting their home for nine months, and Herbert would become acting business manager for them. After nine months' time, Roth should pass the businesses off to Doyle Kirkland. What? Mm -hmm. The couple was apparently seen in New Mexico several more times, but were pronounced dead in 1964. I mean, <clears throat> even if they're in Mexico, he's not writing these letters, like... What do you mean? I don't know, like, <laughs> even if he's being seen in Mexico, doesn't mean he's writing these letters. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. And I and it's reported sightings. Yeah. It's like Bigfoot or something, almost. Like, not to say that they're Bigfoot sightings. Uh, but I mean honestly I feel like Bigfoot sightings are more legit because like how do you confuse a Bigfoot with other things where like you know a white dude with brown hair and a mustache could be very easily confused yeah 100% yeah man, there is something to that for sure because I feel like I need to look up a picture of him real quick just so we have <laughs> the reference that he probably could have looked like any other uh, tourist guy exactly. down there, rich tourist guy having affairs down there. I mean, ultimately, Kirkland benefited from all of this, um, right? He ended up getting all that money and property and Is whatnot. this the Kirkland who then becomes like the yeah, grocery store Kirkland? Kirkland, I'm thinking yeah. the same thing, that it's going to end, that he's... The Kirkland's empire yeah, came yeah. from Kirkland's all empire. of this. Yeah. It started with a photo store in an automotive place. Yeah, yeah. and then he <laughs> overtook all of Patterson's property and then just expanded and expanded. Well, yeah, because then he created a monopoly in that area. Yeah, exactly. You, there's no com competition well, anymore. You just go to him. He's straight up killing entire families and taking over their business. How many businesses have he... Yeah. <laughs> he's the chupacabra of El Paso. <laughs> <laughs> Doyle Kirkland, the man behind the chupacabra. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And then um, he becomes Gus from Breaking Bad or whatever. He, he yeah. becomes like the drug lord. Yeah, he's the only one with blue meth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's what happened, but who's to say? Uh, there are many theories that include uh, damn near everything. Government conspiracies, UFOs, alien abductions, skinwalkers, cryptids, spies, buried on the property, lost at sea, dimensional rifts, time warps, 
You name it, it has been positive about their disappearance. Without I I any be, evidence? Or yeah. yeah. I mean, you could just throw to shit know out. a little bit more of his backstory then. Like, are there ties to intelligence? Are there ties to... Yeah, right? Like, does he... Has he talked to CIA men? Were there lights over his house? What is, <laughs> what's going on here? I don't know. I mean, I think that's just people add New Mexico on to... Okay. A missing person. A missing couple, no less. Mm -hmm. You know, and so... And just... Roswell was, like, right around this time. Sure, yeah. It this was, is I at, think, the same year. This is at the height of, you know, uh, futurism and, like, alien world exploration in cinema and TV and things like that. So, and it's been around for 60, 70 years at mm -hmm. this point. So, it makes sense that everything has been thrown at the wall at this mm -hmm. point. Especially when there is, like, limited <laughs> evidence or whatever. Right. Sure. In 1984... Oh, good year. Ronaldo Nangare, the Patterson's former caretaker, confessed to seeing and cleaning up a bit of blood in the garage and a piece of scalp on oh the Patterson's gosh. boat. Well... He also claimed to see an associate of the Patterson's put a bloody sheet into the trunk of a car. He held his tongue for fear of deportation and died in a car accident two years later. After coming out with the information. After coming out with the information. The case is still open for the El Paso Police Department, and the only one who, <laughs> excuse me, the case is still open for the El Paso Police Department, and the only one who really knows is Courage the Cowardly Kitty, Tommy. Tommy, what happened? <laughs> Share your kitty truth, Tommy. So, I mean, we, we don't know if the cat is was at the property still with, you know, just by himself. He had to be at the property because otherwise I don't think they would even know that they had a cat. Okay. You know what I mean? And I mean, it, how do we even know that they had a cat and that that cat did just wander into an empty house? I got to assume... Okay. They had all the cat stuff, <laughs> pictures of them with the cat. Exactly. The neighbors have been in the house before. Okay. Neighbors who have come over, they meet your pets. And sure. who knows, maybe Tommy was really friendly or something. Or so. really not friendly and that sticks out in your mind too. Sure, either or. But either way, there was enough to say Tommy didn't disappear. Because otherwise it would be a couple and their cat just dis disappears. But Tommy was left behind. That okay. was pretty clear in, in the stuff I looked at. All right. Because Tommy was the courage if you will did and they that, go to this doyle guy and say if you had a bunch of like cat scratches all over him <laughs> like i said the case is still open so they never got enough on doyle kirkland to you know arrest him or investigate further but also it's 1957 police department so yeah it's not like they were do a DNA. It's not right. like they could I tell some skin under the nails of the cat and <laughs> exactly like yeah yeah, 1957, El Paso. You could easily just kill a family and bury them in the desert <laughs> without little re retribution. I mean, it's... you know, just have a few fucking wires saying, "Yeah, send my money to this guy." And it's like, <laughs> "Well, we gotta send his money to this guy." <laughs> yeah, I guess. For real. I mean, his middle initial's wrong. He probably changed it. Seriously. Well, that or no. like, you know, <laughs> when I could understand that, maybe you write out a telegram like, "Hey." Put it, make this a telegram, and they like look at that, that D or an H, ah, H, 
or whatever the case. Oh, I see what you're saying. Maybe yeah. they're just interpreting. Lost yeah, because you give your what your message to a telegramist. I don't know. That's, they, that's a stretch for me. This D looks like an H. <laughs> that's a pretty different letter. It's not like an A in a D. There's like or... chicken scratch out there. There's yeah, I mean, you. It's that's true. Yeah, he wasn't a doctor or anything though. So yeah, but still, <laughs> why give it to your rival? That makes no sense on any level. I mean, maybe maybe he was like, "I'm done with the business. I know who's gonna want this. My rival." I'll just give, just it, give to it to him. I'm fucking out of this town. Well, I'm going to Mexico with as, my mistress. As much as they were business rivals, it also says that they're friends. Okay. So they have a competing business, but maybe they're also still, you know. Yeah. I mean, I I only know one other business in town that does what I do. And I mean, I don't hate them. I mean, it would be <laughs> I'd be friends with them. It'd I be guess. preposterous if you hated them. Yeah. <laughs> you right. know, like. Yes, you're exactly like me, and I hate you for that. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it's not like you're calling people up and being like, yeah, would you like some screens? They're like, oh, you know, I would, but I totally went with this other guy. Or every time, you like, yeah. any time you tried to sell the screen, they were just like, sorry, I'm using this other guy. I mean, maybe. Uh, I don't know, though, if Rob's about to, you know, bounce to Bangladesh or somewhere secret, he yeah. might be like, you know, give all my screen yeah. materials to this guy. I'm going to really the Mexico customer. Florida. You're really looking, yeah. It's more about the customers getting screens in their windows. Uh, exactly. If I can't do it, I want the next best guy to do it. People can't be screened. Five stars on you. Five stars. But yeah, that's the whole story. That's all we know about the Pattersons, or at least that's all I know. There's probably more information. You could probably dive even deeper on this one and find out a lot more specifics because these are real people who lived real lives. And, you know, I'm sure there's more information. The sightings of them in Mexico, did they say... New we Mexico. Saw, New Mexico. They, did they say we saw the couple or did they say we spotted him? Because my That's initial thinking would be that, like, he did something to her because they were, like, fighting or whatever. He needed to, like, get rid of the body. So, hey, he calls his buddy slash rival. What do I do? Oh, well, you got that boat. We'll go out on your boat, toss the body, and uh, you just give me all your stuff. You run away to Mexico. You give me all your stuff. Boom. Yeah. Absolutely plausible. The sightings are of the couple. Okay. Yeah, so they were reportedly seen together. Was if his, they are seen. Was his mistress just like his wife? <laughs> like, sometimes you just have a type. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I do not know. I and don't know that. To you the know? point where you're like, why? <laughs> yeah. she, she's just newer. It's all. <laughs> I mean, my assumption is that she's a person of color, uh, maybe of Mexican descent because she lives in Mexico. But sure. that could be a totally wrong assumption. Wouldn't be the first time assuming something yeah. made an ass out of somebody. But that would be my assumption so that they are fairly different. But for all I know, they look carbon copy exactly the same. Right. <laughs> I don't know. It's just kind of crazy that the the creators of this show would know about this random story out of 1957, and they're just like in the network pitch room. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would be surprised how many like deep cuts there are in some stuff. Like, you know, you hear a story or you read something and you go like, oh man, that would be so crazy. And then you just like expand on it. And now it has become a whole thing That's in itself. True. Yeah. That, uh, that fastball song, uh, 
Where were they going without ever knowing the way? <laughs> That's actually based on a real story of an oh, yeah, old the... couple with dementia just driving and not realizing that they're just driving for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles. Yeah. yeah. Until they basically like... Well, they end up dead. In the yeah. <laughs> Do they pull a thumb on Louise? Do they like drive off a canyon? Yeah, a little bit. They basically uh, drove off a ditch and rolled the car over. I think the, the maybe one of the two, the wife or the husband died immediately. The other one got out of the vehicle, took you know, a little walk and then dropped dead. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's wow. I mean, ideally they were having Dumb. a shared delusion or whatever, and they were like off in a magical adventure land. And to them, you know, that's where they, you know, ended things, ended things was on yeah. a magical land instead of like a, a ditch in the somewhere. I hope so. I hope he was so, you know, out of his mind that he didn't understand the car crash and, you know, or at least walked away and was immediately relieved of the memory of it or something. As long as both of them are in on it, one's not like, okay, maybe we don't keep driving. Like, oh, maybe, yeah, we, you know, horrible. like one person just trying to, like, talk the other person down out of the delusion. I mean, it is pretty crazy. They were actually pulled over, I think, twice by police. Like, Really? Yeah. And they were just aware enough to be like, oh, we're just headed out to lunch or something. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. They just seemed like normal people. But, like, I guess, like, one of the cops pulled him over because, like, the person's blinker was just on or huh. another one was, like, going too slow or something. Maybe that's And then all. they just saw that they were old and just kept on going. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I guess, <laughs> you know, they're not a danger to anybody. They're just going slow on the right-hand side or whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> But yeah, maybe that's what happened to William and Margaret, for all we know. They weren't that old, were they? The 42 and 52. Oh, yeah. Prime of their life. You can have early onset, though. Yeah, I guess. Unfortunately. But, I mean, the fact that he's got a mistress in Mexico, and he's got property in Mexico. Doesn't help. I mean, it just seems like he straight up bounced to Mexico, and... Once you do that, once you go to Mexico, there's no, like, extradition or anything like that. So, sure. you know, I'm surprised they even questioned the mistress about any of this. Because they at least like, said they did, you know. Yeah, they said they, they uh, questioned. Yeah, yeah, we flew down there. Don't worry about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> they did, but for, like, you know, a chill weekend. They're just right? like, yeah, we're going to go scope it out. They're, yeah. like, just drinking. Yeah, yeah, give me another margarita. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it would have been nothing for her to be like, nope, haven't seen him. You, you haven't seen him at all? Nope. Okay. Cool. Well, I mean, how much can we question this woman? <laughs> Heavily questioned her. Uh, I mean, she has no reason to lie also, though, uh, potentially assuming that he's not there. Yeah, I got to, I, all I wonder is what happened to his property in Mexico? Mm. Like, who got control of that? Was it, was it the mistress that was like, I, I leave this to my mistress? Well, then that's. Very suspicious. Also, did he have a side will, like a legitimate will that he had I gotta, made? I got to assume there was no will because of all this craziness with like the sent letter and stuff like that. For sure. Yeah. So. You know, you got to have like something written down, I guess, but not like a legitimate will. It's pretty hard to get. Not hard to get, but it's like you won't, it's, you won't, you aren't necessarily thinking about that at 42. If I had a bunch of properties, I would be. Yeah, sure. no, you're not wrong. I yeah. mean, a boat and two houses and, 
you know, a uh, Cadillac car, I'd have a will at that point. I mean, I think I, I, I'd like to have a will at this point. I think so. it would just be known that if he dies first, it would all go to his wife. And if she dies first, it would all go to him. So there's no, there's no suspecting that both we're both going to die at the same time. And if that sure. happens, it's like, well, who cares where it goes? We don't have kids. Yeah, where it just it goes to the state at that point. Yeah, as long as they take care of little Tommy. Right? Give it all <laughs> to the, the cat. <laughs> I just hope somebody, you know, scooped up Tommy and he lived a great life. Hopefully the their friends, the... The, the wards. The wards. That yeah. is a good way to think of it. The wards probably took Tommy in, fattened him up. Mm-hmm. He only ate canned tuna, good stuff, you know. Rachel Ray's cartoon or another. Rachel Ray's uh, cat tuna. Yeah. <laughs> Does she yeah. have a brand? She has a a pet brand that I used oh, to. Oh wow. I used to have for Izzy. Oh, uh, I love that Rachel Ray. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got nothing like bad to say about Rachel Ray. Rachel Ray from my bay. Oh, is she from thing? No, from my bay, the love of my life, my little Izzy. Oh. Yeah. oh. <laughs> and with that, you realize the screen. Sh- just goes back to a great show, and maybe oh. it was nothing to worry about after all. all right. you, you just don't worry about the fact that there's a camera in your living room somewhere. Come. No big deal. <laughs> 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 That's it for another episode of High Mystery. I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. Thank you so much for listening. We're always watching you. New episodes every Monday. Want more High Mystery? Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash highmystery for exclusive episodes every Friday. Merchandise can be found at our website at highmystery.com. Stay up to date by following us on Facebook and Instagram at highmystery for fan art, news, and upcoming events. Thanks for listening.